Vancouver Park Board Commissioners are set to direct their staff to get creative with generating new additional revenue to help support the budget of operating and improving the city's parks and recreation system. Our next guest is one of the new ABC Park Board Commissioners. A pleasure to say good morning and welcome to Marie Claire Howard. Commissioner, good morning. Good morning. Good of you to join us, Marie Claire. Talk a little bit about uh, some of the, uh, your, your motion to, uh, as part of all of this rethink, is uh, to get a think big approach to generating more revenue for Park Board that gives uh, better opportunities for increasing revenues. Give us an idea or a few examples of what you think Park Board could get involved in to generate more of what you could call your own money, to pay your own way. Well, uh, the uh, the the uh, first uh, the first option would be to uh, make better use of our uh, fantastic location uh, in parks and on the beach by um, working with the private sector to offer dining uh, destinations in in parks and uh, and Hainama Beach. So more restaurant uh, availability. More, more, more restaurants, different restaurants. Uh, we are kind of like the idea of having a, you know, European style uh, summer beach cafes uh, that you know opens up in May, goes to September. It's very casual yet uh, very uh, comfortable. People can go there, have a glass of wine, a small dinner. It's uh, it will be a, a great addition for Vancouver and also for for tourists. When we were door knocking, we he, we heard several thousands of people actually asking why we have to go to Europe so we can have a glass of wine on the beach. Right. So it's a very good question, and we're trying to fix that. Well, at least we've got to the point where we've experimented with the notion of grown-ups enjoying an adult, an adult beverage in, in a public f- facility, uh, and, you know, the world didn't come screeching to a halt. We've got to that point. So is the park board now thinking, okay, so we've given permission to consuming in park uh, properties, so why not? not get involved in selling what they consume well yes it, it's selling selling would have the advantage of uh, of uh, helping us um with the revenues we need to generate we, we the park board is facing several challenges we have a, an aging infrastructure uh we have um we have to adapt to climate change and um and then vancouver it's getting uh, more more densified all the time sure. so responding to the needs of everybody is is becoming difficult on the uh, traditional sources of revenues um we also have a philosophy that we don't want to turn to tax to pay for the bills that need to be paid mm-hmm. so we prefer to to have a, a user uh approach uh so those people who enjoy having a dinner on the beach will be contributing to the to the uh to the budget sure of the, the park board uh, and I think there will be lots of volunteers. <laughs> I, I'm sure there will be. I can't let this conversation go without asking you about the Stanley Park train. Two million bucks uh, pre-pandemic was the annual take from the Stanley Park train that has been allowed to go into disrepair to the point where it wasn't uh, available for Christmas just a few weeks ago. Uh, there's an organization on Vancouver Island that runs a similar train and keeps it in fine, fine running order uh, and apparently have tried to cooperate with the park 
park board to keep Stanley Park uh, and receive very little uh, by way of uh, invitations. So you're a new park board. You're taking a look at this incredible resource and moneymaker. What are you going to do about the Stanley Park train? Well, we're going to make it run. Uh, it's just it's uh, it's a very complex uh, situation. Uh, we are still assessing all the uh, all the uh, problems that have led to the train not running, but we are definitely committed to having the train back on track. Second, say so uh, as soon as possible. Okay, well, that's reassuring to a lot of people who who really missed it this Christmas. I'll be point. I'll be pretty blunt with you. A lot of families who were pretty disappointed about not being able to do it this year. And I mean, it, it also affected bright lights and the and those uh, burn center donation uh, takes that happen yeah. as a result of it. So the spillover effect is significant as well. Now, the park board does make some money already based on on a rental agreement with restaurants that are on park board property like uh, English Bay and at Kitts Beach and so on uh, is is the idea of the new park board to try and increase those fees or are those long-term already in place type arrangements yeah well those are different arrangements that I'm actually not yet very familiar with what what we're looking at is a different type of approach for instance uh, we have all those uh, soccer games baseball games with uh, with uh, kids and parents watching on Saturdays, sure. Uh, why not bring a food truck uh, that serves coffee in the morning, and why not have a food truck that serves you know light food in the afternoon? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of opportunities to what, what we're trying to do is to look at our parks from the user uh, from the user point of view. What's missing in our park? We have services that are missing. And we want to bring those services to to people. So one of the things that uh, caused a disruption or a reduction of service to many was the implementation of the Stanley Park bike lane that caused uh, real problems for many of the existing restaurants in the park. Now, I know that the uh, remediation, that the removal of that bike lane is already well underway. Uh, With that removal, uh, are uh, are you anticipating perhaps more uh, revenue generating opportunities in Stanley Park. Well, we are certainly hoping to get back to the uh, to the what I would call the 2019 uh, revenues, which was the last year really where things were working normally. Uh, and then developing new revenues is something that we are looking at. Stanley Park is just one of the parks that we are looking at, enhancing in terms of providing services for. For, for people. Sure. Uh, when you were talking about door knocking during the election last October and the kinds of feedback you were getting from voters around the city, what were the other suggestions that you received specifically for the park board? Lots of, I'm sure Ken Sim has got a laundry list of suggestions for people about how to run the city and various departments, but what about park board suggestions? What were voters <laughs> telling you they wanted more of? Overwhelmingly, what we got is uh Better maintenance on our on our fields, and uh, specifically dealing with the, the geese problem. Mm. Uh, that was that was uh, that was probably the most uh, the most the highest demand, and that's something that we're looking we're looking at because it is becoming a problem. 
Right. And I, I wanted to ask you about the zip line in Queen Elizabeth Park. Uh, that yeah. was a, a, a temporary item that uh, generated some revenue for the park board. It was creative, it was certainly popular. Is that something that, is that the kind of thing that you're looking at in terms of innovation to create and generate more revenue? Nothing is off the table, and the zipline in, in, in QE Park is, is, is obviously something that uh, people remember fondly. Uh, there is a, a strategy being developed for uh, Queen, Park, uh, Queen Elizabeth Park, mm-hmm. um, so that's definitely going to be something that we will consider. Is, is the idea, the bottom line, Marie-Claire, and I'm almost out of time, is the idea to basically have the park board generate its own revenue? In other words, you pay your way without hitting taxpayers for more dough. Well, that would be fantastic, and that's that's definitely what we are striving for. Okay. Well, good luck to you. You're brand new at this, and I understand there's a ton of homework to do, but here's hoping you get at that train and get that one resolved pretty quickly. Thanks for doing this with us this morning, Marie-Claire. Thanks for having me. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.